what's good, fam? It's Tuesdays with Tawana. Good to see you, beloveds, in the building on today. Habari Ghani, Mother Carolyn. Yes, unity. Unity is the day. What an appropriate day for us to close out this year um, on this Tuesday, on uh, this first day of Kwanzaa. And I am so excited. I am glad you are here today as well, Mother Carolyn. Words cannot even express how grateful I am. So I was going to try to do something a little different and then post it. And I decided not to do that. Just stick with what I know. And, you know, I have a nice little break coming up um, for next year in preparation. And um, yeah, just got to fix my rose. My daughter gave me a rose. I lost my rose that I usually wear on my earring um, in honor of my sister, my late sister, Tina Rose. And this was one of my Christmas presents. So I'm so grateful. What's up, my little buttercup, Courtney in the building? So, so grateful. So we're going to give time for people to come in and switch from the other platform to switch to this platform. Um, I am, I, I took a little break uh, because I just needed a minute. It's, it's a lot going on in this world and I, it was just too much and I just needed to sit with it for a moment um, and really reflect on what is it that I am being called to do in the midst of what's happening in the United States, this huge election coming up, this stuff going on with number 45, the stuff going on with our current president, um, heinous activity in the Sudan, Congo, Palestine, Gaza Strip, bombing, in Bethlehem on the day that has been designated as the day that Jesus Christ was born. Even if that is not your belief, it is still the place where Jesus is from. Jesus was a Palestinian Jew. <sighs> yes, the question of the day, what am I called to do? I feel helpless. I feel helpless. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I can donate as, as much as I can. And then I'm even skeptical about that because I don't know where the money is really, really going. Because in any organization, you know, we have volunteer organizations, but staff needs to be paid and getting stuff shipped out there, you know. And we have so many million and billionaires in the world that this should not be a problem. I was watching Chris Cuomo's show and there was a doctor live um, talking about they have no power, they have no supplies, they have no meds. They. So I took a break, y'all. I needed a break. I needed a break. Hey, brother. 
Happy Kwanzaa. Yes, happy Kwanzaa to all. Kwanzaa is a wonderful celebration of African heritage and culture. And I hope you have a joyous and meaningful holiday. Yes, the seven principles of Kwanzaa is, are definitely principles that we can live by. Um, they're, they're, they reflect who we are as um, those of African descent. Um, they reflect, you know, self-determination, um, unity, and, 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 and purpose, and community, and I mean, it's, it's definitely something that drives, or could drive, or well, actually does drive what I do, and what could drive what we do as a community um and i you know instead of us you know talking about who created it why they created it and nah it's not this it's not that let us look at the meaning of it and how it can build community and help us to build community based on our own strengths and our own power and our own commerce and our own divinity and not rely on others to do it for us. We look to ourselves for our liberation. So for today, happy Kwanzaa, Pammy. So good to see you. Thank you for joining on today and coming over to this platform. So, so today I decided to come on. One, selfishly, because I miss community. <laughs> Without a doubt, I miss y'all so much. <laughs> And to end the year, um, you know, there, there's a lot going on in, in this, during this season where people are grieving, people are dealing with depression, suicide ideation, domestic violence, um, you know, the suicide rates are rising, especially among our young black people. Domestic violence rates, they always fluctuate, but those numbers aren't true to form because many people, unfortunately, don't report or cases are thrown out where they're not necessarily documented in away. Oh, thank you, mother. They're not documented where we can keep track of those that filed a complaint, those complaints that were dismissed, those where people were found guilty and, and went to jail or otherwise. There's a lot going on. Um, many people are lo still losing loved ones during this holiday season. And the holiday season, you know, we talk about tradition and, you know, things that we do because it has been passed down to us uh, for, for centuries. And, and some we have rebuked, we have gotten rid of, um, especially Western ideologies and stuff, and really tapping back into our African prowess and our African divinity and those of African descent. Um, which is why I, you know, when I talk about myself and my identity, which is my race and my culture is black, 
because it's very social political. Uh, the personal is political, as Audre Lorde says. Um, so I, I use black because if I say, first of all, I don't want to say African-American because I didn't choose to be here. I didn't come here of my own will and and it excludes, you know, my Caribbean beloveds, my Puerto Rican beloveds, my Haitian beloveds, my Brazilian beloveds. So even though in those areas they don't necessarily deal with um, race in the same way that we do, but they definitely deal with some sort of caste system or colorism. So it's all an ism, right, that is, is designed by people in power, so to speak, to degrade and demean others. There's nothing wrong with power in and of itself when it is used to uplift, to empower, to support, to have compassion and empathy, to share resources. Power becomes a problem when it is used to degrade, demean, and degrade, demean, and dehumanize others. So this is where we are, beloveds. This is where we are, where we'll pump money into, you know, Israel to support them. And then we give Palestine a Band-Aid after we shoot them. That just doesn't make it make sense to me. Um, what has been going on in Tigray, Sudan, Congo has been happening for a very long time. And it is what they call this cleansing, this genocide, Right. What do we do? What are we called to do? Um, we are supposed to be in, in a, a state, excuse me, in a country that is full of resources and people are still dying because of lack of access to health care and taking women's rights away from, you know, having onus and ownership of their bodies and banning books and affirmative action, all because people who are white and exercise white power don't want to deal with the truth and don't want to face the truth of the heinous behaviors that they are currently implementing and the heinous behaviors of their forefathers. I don't call them ancestors because my ancestors, I can go back and, and, and grab what is fruitful and what is good for me now. My ancestors are with me now. My ancestors are healing in the ancestral realm with me. My ancestors are speaking to me and guiding me. And so I don't, I, Tawana Angela Davis, do not use the term ancestors for white people who are racist, who are misogynist, who are patriarchal, who are, who follow individualism, who believe that their way is the only way, who only believe that laws are, you know, for them and not for anybody else and they dehumanize us and so on and so forth. So this is not where I wanted to go on today, but okay, God, we just need to put it out there and name it. The other day I was talking to my grandson and someone had upset him and I said, well, talk to me, tell me, you know, what happened? He was like, oh, you know, I don't know if I can, if I can name it. And I said, baby, you got to name it. That's, that's the way to heal. That's the way to begin to repair it. If you don't know, you don't know where to go. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to respond. So you got to be able to name it. If someone has caused harm, we need to be able to name that 
harm. Not that we necessarily have to do anything about it because, uh, <laughs> because when, um, the harm is caused, I'm not only being harmed, but then I got to be called to fix it. <laughs> really? So that's why it takes community because sometimes I am so harmed, I don't have the energy to fight back and to fix it. You know, you face it to fix it, but that does not mean that the onus and the responsibility is on you or you have to carry this guilt and shame or you have to carry somebody else's stuff, somebody else's harm and injury, um, someone else's ill spirit that is is causing guilt and shame and and harm to you. Um, so it takes community to step in and say, you know what, I can fill this gap. I can take care of this. Or me and my crew, we could take care of this. And I'm not talking about in the Harlem way, where, where I'm from. <laughs> you know, there are different ways to go about um, coming up against those and protecting those who are being harmed. Um, so how do we then, you know, come together and make this happen? Yes, Pammy, seasonal depression is real. Between, you know, the hours and so much darkness that we're in, to the holidays, to all the wars that's going on, to um, inflation, to not having a job, trying to get a job, not being able to afford what you would have been able to afford, or this could be an ongoing cycle, like when is this going to end? Hey, Mama Lovey, always good to see you. I love you so much. Hey, Margaret Sims, happy Kwanzaa. Thank you for joining. Miss Odessa is in the building. Uh, thank you. She says, God continues to bless you and keep, keep you. And God has definitely been doing that. Um, I have, you know, I go through ups and downs as a survivor of uh, metastatic breast cancer. I, you know, go through side effects or whatever, but it does rarely, rarely, rarely stops me from doing what I need to do, whether that is rest, because I'm not of the grind culture. I'm not of, you know, work your way through it, get over it. I'm not of that culture. And I, I share that because I encourage you to be the same way, not of that type of culture where you take some time and you rest and you reflect and you meditate and you pray or you sit in silence or binge watch your, your favorite TV show, trash TV, whatever it is to take care of you. I am so grateful that I am being cared for and I'm still here and I'm able to be with you on today and I am well and I have a voice. Remember, I had to deal with this hoarseness and now my voice is like 99.9% .9 back. So as we talk about the end of year, um, you know, what, what are, and, and Mother Carolyn put it in the chat, you know, what are we called to do in 2024? What, what are we called to do? Um, you know, the, the cliches of New Year's resolutions, I'm over it. I left that behind a long time ago. And if you still do it, please rock. This is my, my opinion, the way I act, the way I show up. And if that's what you need to get you through to the place where you want to be, then rock on. 
And at the same time, New Year, New Year's resolutions, um, are, are they really working for you? So what are we called to do in 2024? Are we called to give lip service, do well for the first 90 days, and then go back into our regular routine? Or are we called to make a commitment to ourselves, to God, to one another, to begin to change the ills that are happening that in our society, to begin to, to build community, one episode, one conversation, one relationship, one disagreement at a time? Um, what are we called to do um, in 2024? How are we supposed to respond to all the things that are happening? Um, you know, we for for this year, um, you know, the this season. How do we get through grief? Um, grief is a form of love, but your body will remember that grief. I did a TikTok. Um, if you don't know, I I do a daily freebie also on TikTok, where it's usually about anywhere between two minutes to seven minutes, just talking about what comes to my mind. And the other day I was driving the sun, at Christmas. It was sunny out, it was beautiful. Um, and then grief just started to rise up and I started to feel something in my body. I started thinking about my mom and my dad, like on Christmas Eve, um, me, uh, the family came with me to go uh, shopping on Christmas Eve, first thing in the morning, as soon as the mall opens, because that's what my dad did. And he would bring me and my sister, and we would shop for everybody. Cousins, grandmother, children, everybody. I don't shop for everybody. I wish I could, but but the point is that we had this, this tradition where we would shop, we would be done by 11, 12 o'clock, we would sit down and eat, and then we would go home, wrap all the gifts, and then deliver all the gifts to all the different people in all the different places where they live. And that's how we spent our Christmas Eve. So this year, it was so beautiful. And now that some other family members are finding out that I'm still doing this tradition, they're going to join me next year. And I don't play. Get your list. We ain't lollygagging around in the mall all day. When we're leaving, the rush is coming. Like, <laughs> we are out the door with all of our bags ready to go. And we also started something new as well. Um, this is, um, from what I understand, Jewish culture does this quite often on Christmas. Um, I guess when Chinese restaurants are open or the day before, where you have Chinese food for um, the holidays. So we happen to like Chinese food. That's one of our favorite cuisines. And like real Chinese food. Okay, I'm going to take that back. Let's rewind. But um, we, we had Chinese food and we had an amazing, an amazing time. So building those traditions. So what are you looking forward to do in 2024? Is it building new traditions and gathering together um, with family and beloveds more often. Hey, what's up, Alan? Yes, I'm glad you could relate and you're not leaving me hanging out here all by myself. Pammy said, um, wow, according to research, only 9% of people actually complete their resolutions. So what are we going to leave behind in 2023? 
If it's not working for you, leave resolutions behind. Make a commitment to yourself. Love yourself and make a long-term commitment to do the work that needs to be done to achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve in 2024 and beyond. What else do we need to leave in 2023? Listen, I'm going to say this and would love to hear some feedback. But I have some, you know, underlying research. This is just not my, my, you know, feeling about this. But burnout and capacity. Those two words. You know how we get new words, you know, floating around and then people just start to overuse it. And then you don't really realize when people are experiencing those things and how to help. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. Uh, Mother Carolyn said on Sunday, I experienced grief and gratitude at the same time. It was hard, tough, and yet healing at the same time because I allowed myself to feel the feelings and heal. Ashe, 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 oh. Sometimes we got to sit in the stuff. We got to sit in it and, and listen and watch for the message. Listen to our body and watch for the message that is coming forth from whatever thing that we are going through, whatever ailment we're going through, whatever relationship issue we're going through, whatever finance challenges we're going whatever it is, our compassion and our empathy and feeling helpless to help our beloveds and our siblings, we got to sit in that so that we can connect with spirit, spirit in us and spirit in the existential and come together so that we can talk about what is my next step going to be. I may not know all of the steps, but at least I know what next step I am going to take. Other things to leave behind. I saw this video of this nurse who talked about burnout and, um, oh gosh, now I can't remember the name of it. He said, burnout, it, it's real, but it's a symptom. It's not the root cause of the issue. Like burnout is literally a symptom of trauma. And if I find it before, or if it comes to my mind, Lord, please give it to me. Um, yeah. So just saying that you're burnt out, it's like, okay, and what are we doing to remedy that? You don't have the capacity. What are we doing to remedy that? Thank you, Tony. I know it was crazy. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Hey, Alexandria. So good to see you. Glad you joined me live. Tina would be very happy. <laughs> Mother Carolyn said that she will gather her family on January 1st to begin a new tradition of building healing community with family and friends together. Ashe, I love that. Um, so talking about burnout and trauma, instead of talking about it and speaking that negativity into um, into the universe, that is what's going to manifest. So say what you, I encourage you to say what you do want and not necessarily what you don't want or what is going on in your world. It's important to speak life and to speak positivity. Ha ha, found it. Moral injury. Burnout 
is a symptom of moral injury. I'll try to post the video um, if I can on social media or at least in this chat so you can see what this beloved is, is talking about. But let's leave that incapacity behind and find new words that is going to speak life and give us the capacity to do what we are called to do, to give us the peace and the pace um, and the wisdom that we have and utilizing that so that we don't get burnt out. And if we do start to feel this semblance of being overwhelmed, let's look at the moral injury that is happening. Why is this happening? Who is causing harm? Why is this happening for such a time as this? And when you can identify that, then there are some actions and some steps that you will be able to take to move forward in your healing. Pammy said, in some instances, people confuse capacity for desire. I have the capacity to do many things. I just don't have the desire to do them. That works both ways. I have the capacity to do certain things, don't have the desire, or I have the desire and I don't have the capacity, which is why we are called to ask the question, what are we called to do? And when we just sit down and sit with that, our bodies will then tell us and bring us joy when we're called. You'll start feeling sensations in your body and in your heart that says, yes, this is where I'm supposed to go. If you start getting ulcers and start getting sick and start getting body aches and headaches and you're not happy and you're just stressed out, maybe that is the thing that you ain't supposed to do. So let's leave capacity and burnout in 2023. Relationships. I know y'all been dying for part two of relationships. And the team, we decided because of everything that is going on. And of course, we still want to experience joy and laughter um, because joy is constant, right? And unfortunately, the, the happiness and the peace and the contentment is just not happening because of all the ills that are happening in the world. So we will have our part two conversation with all beloveds, all beloveds, from gender expansive beloveds to those who identify as men, women. We, we, we gonna get it in in 2024. I will have more guests and I'm so excited um, about that. So think about what you want to leave in 2023 that did not serve you well. Leave behind in 2023 that didn't serve you well so you don't carry that stuff in to 2024. So finally, as you noticed, I, I named this episode Dare to Dream. So my charge for you on today is to be daring and courageous and loving and powerful enough to dream, to dream about those things that you want, to dream about those things that will continue to keep joy constant in your life. I know cancer sucks and I keep dreaming that I live long enough so that I can continue to work and continue to leave a legacy for my children and my grandchildren. The things that I am doing now, just like Moses, we may not see the promised land. All of us are gonna die. We just don't know how. So right now, why not live your best life while you can in the midst of whatever you're going through, acknowledge it, 
name it. Let us not be shameful of it. Let us not hide it because we need to expose it so that the air, the energy, the divine energy can then attract community to us and attract spirit to us so we can heal in whatever spectrum, whatever modality we are operating out of, we can receive that healing. Dare to dream about being loved and being loved well. Dare to dream about being in community. Dare to dream about asking for help and people actually coming through to support you during your most trying time. Dare to dream to say, this is something that I want to accomplish, whether I'm 19 years old or 69 years old, whatever it is, dare to dream for that to come into manifestation so that you can bring joy for yourself. There is nothing wrong with that. And sometimes it's a matter of taking a step and not knowing what the outcome is going to be. There's always an opportunity to learn. Ask, is this my divine assignment? No matter how wonderful the thing might be, ask if this is your divine assignment. So it may not be. Because remember, the adversary of the universe can also dangle nice things before you because it's setting you up to fail, to be hurt, to be harmed, to be destroyed, right? But uh, last I checked, we were bruised and not broken. <laughs> that Last I checked, we were divine in our own right, in our own space. We are one with the divine, created in God's image and likeness. We we are um, our we are our ancestors. I don't want to say wildest dreams because they had dreams that 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 came into fruition for for them. So we are the manifestation of their continued dreams for us to be well and to love well and to be in in community together and to fight the good fight together to love one another with unconditional positive regard, dare to dream. When I was a little girl, I didn't dream. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up because my self-esteem was just so low. I knew that I could sing, dance, act. I went to a performing arts school, East Harlem Performing Arts, shout out to y'all went to, you know, and we did all the things. I sang in a choir since I was about nine years old, and I've always wanted to perform. I had an opportunity to go to music and art, which before it was the performing arts, um, LaGuardia Performing Arts. It was music and art, um, and I had a chance, and I said, nope, I'm going to go and do business, because that's what everybody was in my ear about. Oh, you should do business. You should do computer science. So I did computer science and did what everybody else wanted me to do. And I missed out on my opportunity then, but it doesn't mean that I don't miss out on my opportunity now. Because if y'all had heard me singing while I was watching The Color Purple, I'm glad we were in seats where no one was next to us. Um, Cause I just sang the whole time. I'm glad my daughter put up with me. She actually joined in and then Eli, can't even speak audible words, was singing along. And every time they would start stop singing, he would get mad. So 
we know what direction he's going in. Um, some sort of uh, music and arts. Um, so I didn't dream. My point is I didn't dream when I was younger. And now I am dreaming. I am seeing myself in the future. I love Afrofuturism because it is totally antithetical to white people trying to wipe us out. I want, uh, I want our beloveds in Palestine and Sudan and Congo and in other places, in Tigray, to be able to dare to dream and do the same and be able to manifest and to really come against the powers that be. I want us to dream, to live a life that we have been called to live, not by human beings, but called to live by the divine, called to live in love, called to use our gifts and our talents to fill a gap in the world, as Charles Dor Dr. Charles Dorsey would say. We are called to dream and to dream big. You know, everybody always talks about Martin Luther King. Yes, he ain't the only one that had a dream. And you got to listen to the whole speech and not just, I had a dream that we would just be skipping through the tulips together, black and white and nope, 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 nope. There's a dream that we hold the people accountable who are racist and misogynist and continue to um, exercise misogynoir, the disdain for black women. Um, dare to dream, beloveds. That's my charge for you today as we close out 2023. There is no dream too big, no dream too small. Dare to dream. You are divine, you are beautiful. Love your family. Chosen family. <laughs> Dare to dream and dream big. <laughs> Courtney said, you about to drop an album in 2024. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hi, Robin. That's why I say I'm blessed too blessed to be stressed and anointed to be disappointed because I'm an heir to the king. You better go ahead and make that stuff rhyme. If that works, listen, keep that mantra going for you. Keep it going. Keep it going. Because stress kills. Stress kills. Make sure, you know, we dare to dream that we live a healthy life, that we are sustaining ourselves. We are not feeding into westernized culture that continues to feed us food that is so bad for us and it for their profit or continue guns are more important than people. Uh, profits are more important than people. Uh, dare to dream, beloveds, that we will be humanized in a way that is divine and no one can stop us, no one can block us, no one can tear us down, no one can dismiss us, no one can marginalize us, no one can oppress us, no one can deem us um, unworthy. Dare to dream. That's my time. I am so glad I decided to do this today. Each of you bring me so much joy. 
I look forward to gathering again in January. It won't be until mid-January because I have some things that I'm working on and um, and I have work, like the job that pays me. Amen. Shout out to Soul to Soul Sisters, who has just been an amazing force in my life. Um, if you don't know about us, find out. Soul to Soul Sisters, soul number two, soulsisters.org. Check us out. We are Black-led and Black-centered um, racial justice organization looking to ourselves for our own liberation, for the liberation of all. So that's my story, and that's my time. Oh, I love y'all dearly. Have a wonderful new year as you're dreaming to manifest what 2024 is going to look like in your world. And know that I'm here to rock with you because you've been rocking with me for three years. We are about to go in to season four. <laughs> yes, third week in January. You know, I'll post the date. But we're going into season four. Four years we've been doing this, beloveds. And I'm so grateful. There's always something to talk about. So dare to dream. Dare to dream. Oh. <laughs> so yes, my brother. First of all, I couldn't wear my Angela Davis shirt today because I would have been a mess crying. But I took a picture. Look on my page, Instagram, my story. My brother gave me an Angela Davis shirt because my name is Tawana Angela Davis and I admire Angela Davis. And my brother brought me a juicer because it is important that we take care of ourselves. So I am learning to use it. I'll be doing a lot of juicing to help take care of myself, to combat this. Um, I'm no longer on chemo. I'm on a targeted therapy, which is less um, daunting and grueling on the body. I know I'm a preacher, y'all. I said I was going to go like 10 minutes ago. I'm sorry. But yes, the juicer is in the background. It is being used. I still make my smoothies. I do my very best to, to get some semblance of nutrients in my body while um, not doing that. Anyway, so thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So enjoy Dare to dream, beloveds, and I will see you in 2024, inshallah. If Allah wills, I will see you in 2024. New platform, new reach, bigger audience, because we got to build community, and I can't do this by myself. We build community. One womanist episode at a time. Ashe, beloveds. I love you dearly. I'm out. Later.